This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Working class on DeerCast. It is episode 100, 100 of the Working Class on DeerCast series. Thank you for supporting this here on DeerCast. If you're not watching on DeerCast, what are you doing? All the complaining about social medias and anti-hunters and all this. DeerCast is where your people are. I hope you're there supporting us there. Comment. Tell us what you think about this episode. We're going to have some fun. We're switching it up. This week on this special 100th anniversary edition of the podcast, uh, Kurt Geyer speaking and my beautiful, attractive wife, Samantha Geyer, is also here on the show. Hello, everyone. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Nervous? A little bit, yes. Okay, you'll be fine. <laughs> to my left. Well, I, ladies first, right? Yeah, I think so. I called you Mister on the okay, last, last podcast. Time I was a man. because I see you as one of the boys. I, was, I appreciate. That. Is it a compliment? Yeah, <laughs> one of the boys. Yeah, Mister Rachel Bouchet. How's it going? Good to see you. You too. The real Mister of the relationship, Andy Handy Bouchet. There you go, <laughs> Andy Andy Handy Andy. It's Rachel's dad calls me. Mustache is looking on point. Thank you. Moving down the table, Mrs. Drew Morris. Hi. Thanks for being here. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. So soft-spoken and sweet. Yeah. And Mr. Nick Morris. I tamed the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for coming back. You were on, well, that whole side of the table has been on fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for doing this episode. So I'll be honest. Let me lay out how this episode was going to go. It was going to just be a one-on-one with Samantha and I. And I was going to like let her tear into me as much as she publicly and confidently <laughs> felt okay with. And then it turned out like you guys are on your way out West for elk and mule deer hunt. And we're going to stay at the studio anyway, because we're good friends and we offer the studio up as like a, a hostel. 
Not a brothel. <laughs> a hostel. Don't mistake There's the a two. difference. <laughs> Don't mistake the two. And uh, so I was like, well, why don't you guys do the podcast? And then Sam's like, hey, you should invite our other great friends who are also a couple in this hunting affair relationship. And I was like, you guys got to, I mean, you guys got a far drive here anyway. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll text Nick. And you're like, yeah, we'll be there. And I'm like, all right, bitching, let's do this. Very last minute. So here we are. So this is a true couples working class on DeerCast 100th edition. And my goal is here is to get the ladies comfortable enough to where we can kind of uh, talk through some issues, talk through some real life complications when it comes to um, being married to passionate hunters, guys who are obsessed with the whole process. Now, the wild card is Rachel here. Because Rachel is just as much as a hunter as her husband, I'd say. Right, Andy? Maybe better. Well, well don't Ooh. do that already. Hey, listen. <laughs> don't brownie wow. points. Yes. Okay. <laughs> listen, don't kiss too much. Or just <laughs> right. four back to this, Andy. That's going to backfire on you. Ruining okay. the vibe. <laughs> yep. Brown noser. Yeah. yeah. I'm in trouble coming with What a sucker, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's where we're at with it. Like, I want this to be a full-blown... I want guys to be like, honey, you got to listen to this. And, and maybe we'll get there. It's a challenge, especially for people who don't podcast that often, mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm looking at Drew and Samantha here for this, because you guys don't. You guys aren't ever on the show. And it's weird, right? Like, you're being forced to talk in front of a mic on camera, and it's easy to get, like, locked up. I, I get it. So that being said, I might lean on Rachel here to break the ice of conversation um, but I think we need to talk about like where are the issues in a relationship with someone who's passionate about hunting or wants to dedicate time in hunting? Is that a fair place to probably start with it? Such a loaded question. It's a loaded question, <laughs> yeah. and we need to unpack it. And sure. that's probably where it starts. And there we can kind of dive in to side shot conversations <laughs> and all the stuff we're going to get into. We might get a little more lax with this episode because we're celebrating on this 100th episode. So right. anybody listening, this I tried to mark this episode clean, but if not, sorry, you just got to understand. Be cool about it. Don't leave us a shitter review. Go oh. somewhere else. <laughs> so that being said, let's unpack some things, shall we? This is a therapy session. Hey, Rachel. So <laughs> You hunt, so you don't probably have as many gripes as a non- hunter wife i do but i don't i would say well Whoa. it's not all gravy right. i can it, imagine right it's not so one thing i will say we don't have kids yet so that makes things a little easier right um but i still feel like the womanly obligations and, and not just obligations but like i like cooking and cleaning and you know keeping a nice house and it's really hard to do when you want to hunt all the time and you're working you know Mm -hmm. um so i think my gripes come with like things get real messy during deer season and i I like i like things tidy very um so it's just it's a lot like how tidy (laughs) (laughs) very tidy i've i've learned to not, I broke her down. Yeah. I've learned not. to not obsess so much about things being clean, but like it's a lot to, you know, hunt mornings certain times of year, you know, when you can go to work, hunt afternoons, try to cook dinner, try to keep the house clean, try to get some sleep, try to exercise, mm-hmm. try to, you know, grocery shop, like, and 
I think one big unpopular opinion, and I think everyone in Pennsylvania is going to hate me for saying this, is I'm kind of thankful we can't hunt Sundays because that's the Whoa. only day I can get things done. I and I, look, I wish I could hunt Sundays. I would. I would. But then, like, we would be eating. A lot so of straight looks from Handy Andy over there. <laughs> I disagree with that. We wouldn't eat <laughs> on a than like frozen pizza if we had to hunt some days or we could for a couple months yeah we'd be fine yeah okay i can hear it's it's a lot andy yeah um i wish we could hunt sundays because i think that's the stupidest rule in the entire world (laughs) that is is very dumb so so give me some feedback on this like tidy house thing like where you because i feel like that's a disagreement yeah oh yeah when i go into hunting mode it's like that's what i'm into i'm into hunting and if i come into the house and my boots are thrown in front of the door you know and just i'm gonna get them tomorrow what's the big you put them back on yes but uh rachel doesn't go for that sort of stuff you know okay. we have to fold our towels when we're done and we don't put a wet towel on the back of the chair you know I mean, we just have so many rules around the house season that sometimes it gets tough girl. Like, what's up I with the rules want, rachel i just want to kill a buck you know i don't okay i want to have to worry about some in the house and it's we're it's not terrible but it's uh um, we jumped right in you know it's give and take so you know okay. i mean uh she uh, works harder than me. Let's just, we'll come right out and say it. So sometimes it does rely on me having to do more things around the house come hunting season. And I'm okay with that because my biggest problem is my wife hunts too much. Okay. That's a pretty bad problem to have. Okay. Yeah. You know, this is your year, Andy. Exactly. Thank you. Um, I want it to be my year. And it, I want it to be your year. Yeah. And that, it's also the very nice part is, you know, I want her to do very well. She wants me to do very well. It's what we want for each other. But, uh, right. you know, I think we it would take be, care of each other. I so. think it would be a lot different because we're the only ones in the room that don't have kids. I think it'd be a lot different if we didn't, if Not we had kids. Not from a lack cause... of practice. Just <laughs> hasn't happened yet. Well, so <laughs> this is an interesting dynamic because be yeah. yeah. no kids, young kids, more grown kids on the, yeah. on the end. So we have like a good dynamic to talk about with that. So wherever we want to go from that because yeah. I, I have a feeling we're going to be doing loops yeah mm-hmm. well i think so. like to speak of relationships not that i'm a psychologist or anything like that in fact it's the only class i ever got a c in so don't listen to me <laughs> yeah don't tell me shit about how i'm but there's some foundation <laughs> there's some foundational bullet points in a relationship like trust and communication that you and i are lucky enough to have developed over time and not all people have that and that ties right back into that's a really Hunting. good point. Like if you were in a tree stand in the evening and I never heard from you and then you went to the bar and I never heard from you and I went to sleep, mm-hmm. you know, like it would change the way that I feel about you hunting. That's a really good point that probably needs to be addressed. I didn't even think about that mm-hmm. point. No, I think I all, all of us here are probably, pa- we're all past that, obviously, but there's a lot of there's, relationships that are I would are say majority mm-hmm. of people are, yeah, not to yeah, that you point. Know and not that we're better or worse than others. It's, it's just, just the dynamic of where we're Something to at. observe, yeah. Like, when I say I'm going hunting, I'm actually hunting. I'm not at the bar with the boys playing pool and hitting on side pieces, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Mm-mm. that's a fair point. Like, I don't, and I'm probably making this point too early, but let's unpack this. There's no direction. We're just going for it. Okay. Freestyle. Go. <laughs> My argument to it is too, and what I tell other guys like at trade shows, like I have a lot of relationship conversations at trade shows. That's where the most of our face-to-face interaction happens with people who listen to the show. I always say is like, I don't watch football. I don't 
go to sports. I don't go to the bar during the week. I don't. I mean, the podcast is the only exception once a week, but you know I'm here and I'm right down the road. And obviously, if I didn't do this, I wouldn't have a job. So you know I'm working. So there's things that I do. Now hunting season has come full circle, and this is where we unpack. It's like I'm never not doing anything for deer. So I get the give and take. Like it's got to be exhausting. But when I tell you what I'm doing, I'm doing it. Yeah, and I don't think everybody can can trust that all the time. Do you guys, Drew and, and, and Nick, do you guys have any oh, I, like fill in on that? Yeah, I do. When me and Nick were first dating, the first thing he said to me probably on our first date was, you need to know that I'm a huge fisherman and I love to hunt. And he was very... It's transparent about Very it. transparent about that. Of course, I had no idea what he was talking about because I wasn't raised around that kind of lifestyle. She was a city girl. I was a... Oh. I'd say I was a city girl, but I definitely... I was a city girl. Greenville, South Carolina yeah, girl. I was a city girl. Yeah. Um, not raised around hunting and, and fishing and stuff. And so the, the beauty in that, I remember that resonating with me, like being like, okay, well, what is this going to look like? Like, I don't even really know this life. And so he is always stuck to that, you know, very passionate about hunting and fishing. And, you know, he told me that from the get-go, that that was very important to him. And it's always just been, we're going to live this lifestyle. And so I've never, I've never tried to No, she's never. It, yeah. yeah, she's always been supportive, even when she didn't understand it. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's she seen the genuine side of it, I would say, and just knew that it was wholesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a lot of buddies that were, that would go hunting to get away from their, their significant others. And, and I don't feel I like literally was just trying to kill a deer. So I would That's avoid, word that. I would avoid that camp. I'd be out in the middle of Kansas by myself, like with no cell signal, <laughs> trying to send her a text, like I'm alive, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It, and she was always supportive of it. And, and she never once tried to, you know, sway me from, from, she just saw what I really loved and, and she wanted to support it, even though she didn't understand it. And we talked about on the way over here. I don't think there's ever been a time where I've really been like, I don't really like that you are always wanting to go hunt in the fall and fish in the spring. And in the summer, you're spending time getting ready for hunting season. Like, I just feel like I've always been very supportive of that. And number one was he told me that that was very important to him in the beginning. And mm -hmm. I just kind of latched onto that and have learned how to be a part of that and support that. Yeah. It's, she always just wanted to be included. Yes. Mm -hmm. So she, so Drew is not necessarily a hunter. She has done it. She's taken a few deer. She's got a monster three point <laughs> that, that we display proudly. Um, <laughs> nice. Killed behind granny's house in Alabama. But anyway, sure um, <laughs> she tested the waters early and decided that she didn't like, not necessarily didn't like, but that, didn't really line up with her. She wanted to be around it. She enjoyed the atmosphere of hunting. Yeah, the camp, lifestyle that it the provided. The lifestyle yeah. that it provided. You know, she prepares all the anything we bring her that we kill. She'll cook it. You know, mm -hmm. she enjoys that side of it, similar to our oldest daughter, Kalen. But she didn't really want to participate in the, the partaking of it. In fact, yeah. she she pretended that there, there was one time she pretended that she. <laughs> That she would uh, want to like it. I gave it was, my best effort. You did too. Even. Sam's did the same exact thing. So she yeah. was going to help me clean a deer one time that I, this was in South Carolina. <laughs> <clears throat> Drew's from South Carolina. So we, we settled there to begin with, but I had taken a doe on some public ground and, and she was all about it. She's like, Oh, I want to help you, you know? And, 
she started helping me in the first 20 seconds started dry heaving and i'm like babe just just go in the house (laughs) i'll be in the house (laughs) and she's never tried to help since then so she's always been supportive but not necessarily participating yeah yeah and Um, that's 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 all you can ask for sometimes you know like that's that's just as good well i'm just blown away at like this is honestly what he loves to do there is nothing he's trying to do otherwise yeah i mean we've been together 18 years and He's always just been incredibly passionate about hunting and fishing. I've never doubted or not trusted what you were doing or where you were going or what you were really up to because I just knew how much he loved it, you know. Yeah, well, your statement, you said, well, how did you word it? You said, I wasn't hunting to get away from my wife. Mm-hmm. So you avoided those camps. You were actually hunting to kill a deer. Yeah. And that right there is like, I think as guys listening to this, you're going to send this to your wives probably. That's the question you got to consider because if you're hunting to get away from your wife, this podcast will backfire on you yeah. probably. But here's the thing: before yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, your wife's just super cool, dude!" Like you're just so lucky. Like, yeah, that's a common thing. That, yeah, gets said. But, but it is hard. Like, yeah, it's not easy street for you guys. No, and I mean, while I always support you and whatever, like I'm not always really interested in talking about deer. You know, I'm not. I want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) And I listen, and I try to get. You know, I try to get interested, and sometimes I am. Mm -hmm. Like I do get interested, but other times when I'm chasing two toddlers around, they're talking to me, and they're crying, and one needs a snack. I'm talking about a G two, and he's like, "Babe, look at this buck," and I'm like, "Dude, I don't have time for you know." Yeah. So it's not always, (laughs) and it's hard, obviously, with our small children. Like, yeah, young kids. I love when you're doing what you love and and i love that you're passionate and all the the things you know i'm also supportive but it's you know come november it's like whew, you know i've been home late october november is a tough run with for the you. kiddos and you know and i remember come this year i'm like oh, i don't want it to be winter but i remember every year i'm like oh it'll get darker sooner soon mm-hmm. and he'll be home for dinner you yeah. know so before you go saying like there's or whatever she just span. doesn't care and it's like well no i do care but i also support and i love that yep. you're passionate about things kurt and i have very different hobbies mm-hmm. and we're both very supportive of that whereas other couples you guys are a good example have the same hobby you guys do everything together so it it differs a lot like i lived abroad for several years during our relationship that's what i love to do and he was always supportive so yeah every relationship it, it, it differs suck. like they go same thing it did suck Sure. Especially, too, because we were a younger relationship at the time. So we didn't have, like, those, like, we had roots, but it wasn't, like, deep roots now. Like, it's different. Same thing, but different. You know, like. We are much younger. Yeah. We were just younger. You know, there's all, like, now it's, like, you're my chick forever. We know that. Like, we're good. We're happy. We're confident. Like, when we, and that was there, too. But it's, like, it's always getting better from there, if that makes sense. But. And while Kurt and I have like an agreement with hunting and all the things that come with it, which is a lot with the podcast. Um, a lot. I get it. Uh, we're just, we're always, I lost my train of thought, but we're always, you know, in support of each other's. I'm not going to lie to you though. Like that being said, it's like, I kind of feel like this is going to sound really messed up, but hear me out. I might regret saying this. I feel like the <laughs> older scared. I get that I have like kind of a mental disability of some kind with my like obsession or like i feel like lately i've been over analytical on how my brain functions about things i'm into and how i thought process on them and i feel like i have some sort of like 
I don't disability is probably the wrong term. Obsession. <laughs> Obsession, but it's like it almost rewires my thinking so much that I can't do anything else. And it almost like hinders me from like being in reality because I'm so deep in thought about what I'm passionate about that it's hard for me to like break out of it. And I feel like a lot of times I'll be talking to people and I'm there and I'm listening, but I'm not there. And I feel like that affects more things in my life lately. I don't know what it is. Does that make sense? Kind of like, I feel like I'm so into deer. I'm focused on deer hunting. I'm thinking about all the things I have to do. Phone goes ding. And I'm in the middle of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can be talking to somebody and I'm thinking about the deer or the move I got to make to kill the deer and all this stuff. And I'm in there and I'm listening to what you're saying, but I'm not really. And I'm in my head and I'm almost like, oh, yeah, oh, that sounds messed up, maybe. But you get what I'm saying? Kind of like I feel like that's a blessing in disguise. Maybe, because but I feel some like people, it hinders relationships because I'm like in another planet. It does it because some people are only passionate about drinking and going to the bars. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good trade-off. Some people, you know, are passionate about running. I mean, yeah, and and the runners that I know are really freaking obsessed with it, mm-hmm. as you are, you know. So, yeah. in my opinion, I mean, having that passion is probably probably beats others. Maybe he's calling it a mental disability. Is yeah. Not yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like to scratch that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like passionate to like a point of fault, I guess, but like. Like, I always thought, like, when am I going to get burnt out on hunting? Like, will that day ever come? And it just will never come, and I'm okay with that. But it's like, I had this conversation with one of my best friends. Tyler Ingham was at the place, and I'm, like, painting tree stands. It's like, I was, I'm, like, wondering, like, a couple years into you doing this, like, how, like, if your passion would simmer. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm, like, more obsessed now than I've ever been. And it just keeps getting deeper. But I don't know. What do you think? Nick, give me something. Well, it. I felt like I was talking for too long, so I, I, had to, I, I got something for you. So when your passion starts to waver, you'll 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 pick it up with your kids. That's what I was going to say. Right? Yeah. So um, mine, I'm, I didn't get bored with it, but like I got to re-experience it and watch my kids experience it as you know um, new hunters, and that refueled my passion for it so yeah, I, yeah. I don't think your passion will ever waver I mean, there's always different ways to express it and experience it and like for me it's not so much the killing part anymore it's like helping other people enjoy it so yeah that's I, it changes a little bit and morphs over time i think too it's like as my kids get older it'll slowly morph into like all right i've done this mm-hmm. i want to watch them do it you know but that's something i've noticed with nick is it's like a whole new level mm-hmm. of hunting and fishing because i just watch him do it with the kids and it's it's almost like a more enhanced experience especially from the outside looking in because i'm not as into it as they are but just watching this whole new level be unlocked of these experiences that he's having well yeah and i don't do Mm. it i take them to do it and then i watch them do it and i get more joy out of that than when i did it yeah um but also now that my kids are getting older like mason's getting older now now I have to hunt with him, so now I'm getting back into it myself. You know, mm. whereas before it was I was the Sherpa. You know, I just carried the snacks <laughs> yeah. and the, the, the snacks, and the <laughs> yeah. hot let the goat in, and, right? Like yeah. Dad, you the forgot llamas or whatever. I don't know. What yeah, you forgot the heater, Dad. Go back to the truck and get the heater. That talk. happened several times. Yeah, that did happen. So, yeah, I mean, you'll, there, yeah, there's not enough lifetime to run out of passion for it. I don't think so. I think it. Great perspective. Yeah. Cool. Well, that makes me feel real good, but. 
All right, let's go back to some of the the issues, right? Like, I think the issues are important to attack. Or, I want to go back to the trust and communication thing because okay. I think that it's not just in defense of all the men out there that are making their girlfriends or wives listen yeah. to this. It's not always that I think people don't trust that you're not where you're supposed to be. It's also like could be dangerous, right? Like, I yeah. just want to know, like, if I don't hear from Andy a half hour after dark, I'm like, are you alive? Like, yeah, did you on? fall out of your tree stand? You know, yeah. um, are you okay? Do you need help? Like, it's just simple communication like that. That, And I think that, again, outside of deer season, like, yes, I, I hunt and everything and I'm passionate about that. And I'm very understanding. Like, we, I'm never going to tell him, no, don't go hunting. But it's also because outside of deer season he does put in a lot of effort to let's go on a date let's go do this let's do you know you still have to like (laughs) (laughs) i have a honeydew list and you got to get that done before deer season starts you know kurt's very cognizant of that as well like you know come october he's always like all right (laughs) we get to finally have a go get it you're good have a date of some sort i try to do that i mean it's not always easy or if it's like You've gotten better, I will say, over the years. Not that, that this is good or bad again, but... Let me have it, girl. You know, with deer <laughs> cast, real, if know? it's a poor day to hunt, usually you'd be out there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if you can figure it out, you'll figure it, it out. It waxes me a little bit more. Um, but it does. It helps you to be like, you know what? Look at that I've been plug hunting. you just did. That's a <laughs> Well, good you really point. do use it. I'm just saying, okay, I've been hitting it hard for seven days I need some family time. I just, I, I miss my kids. I miss my wife. Mm. I'm going to stay home tonight, even though, and it might drive you nuts a little later when <laughs> your cell cam gets to go off or whatever, but almost always, I think that you, and you need the break too. I mean, you get tired and Tri- in the um, early mornings and stuff. I'm fortunate to go on more trips now yeah. and the trips let me come back and like chill like let my like adult hunting passion ADHD thing settle down and then I go all right I got to go ah, and ramp back up but where do you guys see uh Nick and Drew here and, and we can just keep looping where where's like the one thing you'd give some advice on like an issue if couples are listening or just like a a husband sent this to his wife was like honey got to listen to this like where's one thing you guys would attack or give some advice anywhere I just think that it's been such a good way for us to spend time together. And I've just really never not accepted that side of you of hunting and fishing. And so, you know, we may find an evening where neither one of us have anything going on and I'll go get in the tree stand with him or I'll go get in the boat with him. And yeah, that's not a traditional date, but I know that it's so important to him that I want to go do that with him because that's all he talks about and so Mm -hmm. i want to experience it with it but then on the same level like he'll sit in the kitchen with me when i'm baking and cooking and we'll have small talk and and so there's just a balance there and so i feel like if you as as a wife feel like you're griping at your husband about how much time he spends hunting you know there's also other times that you can spend together. Oh, I go guess. do it with him. You know? Go do it mm-hmm. with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so fun. It's been so fulfilling for me just being able to see that because, not to cut you off, but being able to experience with you what you love and what Mason loves and what Kinsley enjoys doing with you. I feel like I like open all of that up and get to experience what all of y'all are experiencing together, even though it's not something that I'm passionate about. And then it has a better understanding. I have a better understanding for you and what you love and what Mason loves and what Kinsley enjoys doing with you. And it's just really wholesome 
And so. Yeah, I don't think there's any better way to spend family time than involving nature, whether it's hunting or just mm-hmm. going on a hike or. For sure. You know, meditating, whatever, you know, your vice is. But for us, it's always been about family. And she's always been so understanding. Like, she's. I mean, like when we first started dating, I'd be like sleeping in tents in Ohio for two weeks at a time on public land trying to kill something that didn't exist. And she'd be like, <laughs> she'd be like good luck. <laughs> I'd be like, did you catch one? Yeah. Like, she come into it with no understanding, but. Kill something that didn't exist is so true. <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, we're all doing. Yeah, I'm after a 200 on public land, you know. Or, yeah. Um, but she, I don't know how I would, I wouldn't say I'd want to give anybody advice other than like if you love each other and you really want the other one to enjoy their passion it's not hard to accept that yeah um so i mean she's just she has never i mean there's never been a time where i said babe i'm going hunting and she'd be like don't do that right never she'd be like i support you i want you to go be happy and then i'm the same way with her Mm -hmm. and so i think it you know, I don't want to sit on here and sound judgmental to other people and other people's relationships, but if if your man's hunting and you got a problem with it, y'all might have other problems other than the hunting. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. 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 Back to Drew's point, it's a two-way street. So it's not just the man's problem. It's not – if you can't tolerate him hunting, it may not be your fault as the wife. It's probably you know? our fault, boys. It <laughs> might be because no. – he doesn't listen to you, and he doesn't well, spend time with you in the kitchen. There's more to this well, the <laughs> hunting trust conversation. Thing, I think is yes, probably the root you. of all problems. Yeah. Like that's probably where all the issues really start, and that's probably a lot of the interaction I see when I see the I can see the the just dread in the wife or girlfriend's demeanor mm-hmm. from just being at the show with him. Oh, yeah. It starts there. Like, if it you just does. don't want to be at the show, the shows are They're fun. They're just, like, dragging her along. Yeah, and it's like, you're already not cut out for the job, honey. Like, it's a tough gig. Like, okay, you see all these, like, homestead wives and moms, which I'm a fan of. Like, shout out to you. Do you want the organic meat? Are you not supporting them just because you don't want them away from you? Do you, uh, do you selfishly just want him there and is it good everywhere else? And okay, then that's a real problem. Mm-hmm. Well, the mm-hmm. flip side of that is look at the happiness that it brings him when he does harvest a big buck. Right. Like that's such a genuine happiness. Like, Your household's unreal. a lot happier, right? Yes. Happy spouse, happy house. Yeah. 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 The whole house celebrates. The whole yeah. family celebrates. Yeah. It, they, you know, we we make sure that everybody's a part of it. Yeah. The meals mm-hmm. it provides. Mm-hmm. That's all we eat. Yep. Oh, yeah. You're you know? talking about the girlfriends with the dread on their face. It's like, I just want to say to them, just wait. Yeah. Wait until yeah. he kills that buck that he's been after all season. Yeah. Like, there's no greater joy to share with your man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so be patient. Like, yeah, just hold, yeah. support him, yeah. hold out for him. Yeah. You know, that's the easy way to word it all. But it's like, there's always more. We can't, like, we can't really predict what other people are going to have in their. Because like, I kind of feel I feel myself leaning that way of the conversations. Like we'll never know what all couples have going on, so we can't really talk to it all. We can speak generically, like what we got going on. But the trust thing, and I think just the despite of them and mm-hmm. do there, I think there's a lot of women and men on both sides that just don't want their spouse to have a good time somewhere <laughs> without them, or they're just yeah. like mm-hmm. there's this like despise of whatever, mm-hmm. and there's no reason behind it. It's just like selfishness. But is she allowed to have fun? 
That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Well, then you got you two that do it all together. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. well yeah. or we don't, like, at home, you know, we don't hunt together ever. Like, we're hunting different spots, different stands, whatever. And so sometimes it's hard, like, if I'm having a good season, I think he's outwardly happy for me but sometimes like <laughs> this bitch <laughs> or, or vice versa like it's hard I, i'm genuinely happy for him but then i'm frustrated that i'm having a crappy season you know right. sometimes that's tough but um i was also thinking about like my mom growing up you know my mom never hunted and whenever my dad would go on a hunting trip me and my brothers it was like mom made it a party like dad's out of town hunting yeah. we're partying too we're ordering pizza we're yeah. building forts like <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. we're trashing the house and then we got to clean it up before dad gets home you know <laughs> yeah it was fun and she made it fun and then when dad comes home like we're canning the venison we're processing you know like she yeah. we're part of it it's all a team mm-hmm. and then now that her kids are all grown and out of the house when dad hunts she's like well what do i do with my time now you know and so she's kind of like i don't i don't necessarily maybe maybe i want to hunt maybe i don't i like being in nature but i don't like being cold so dad's like well we have box blinds you can come sit with me i'll have i'll bring a heater and so this year we we just put up a box blind for mom last week yeah but like it's for rachel's mom anytime cindy i got you say beautiful lady they've been together 38 years and like she's always been supportive and she's never my dad hunts more than anyone i know Mm -hmm. and you know god bless her like i've just i had a good example growing up i think you you know it's it's like it's a way of life and to provide that and then we all pitch together to like prepare it yeah for sure yeah it's a full family yeah affair. it's like man that's all we eat yeah. unless yeah. we're eating chicken breast yeah mm-hmm. you know it's an everything you mm-hmm. know it's like can you imagine not having it like as long as you know we've been together 15 years going on i really can't no like, and uh, it's crazy. And Kurt makes fun of me for being a granola hiker. And- <laughs> no, I don't, I, here's how I explain to you. When I t- tell people who've never met you, I say, my wife's hippie enough. <laughs> and then, or, or what I'll say is like, my wife's earthy. Enough. Yeah. Earthy. earthy. I like earthy. Earthy's yeah. better. Yeah. Earthy's yeah. better. Yeah. Hippie enough is like, hey, what kind of hippie? Yeah. <laughs> but like when I start to get my mind rolling on mass production of beef and things like that, like. I am mm-hmm. so thankful that you're a hunter and mm. I will get in a tree stand again and watch that super cute doe walk past me and just enjoy it. That and and she then didn't shoot it. I was mad. Still be, <laughs> Sounds familiar, babe. Still be able Same. to, you know, eat the deer that he provides. And for me, it's really important that Kurt's has high ethics in his mm-hmm. hunting. I mean, mm-hmm. he's shooting his bow every freaking day, getting mm-hmm. ready for hunting season. And, for people who don't understand hunting, I mean, you think about mass production of cows, <laughs> animals, mm-hmm. and then you think about the clean shot that these you guys are making. You know, it's, it's these, these I'm really handsome studs, for, is what <laughs> say, yes. and well, including up, Rachel, yeah. yeah, and beautiful yes. ladies, yeah. <laughs> and then bringing all that home and fill in the freezer. Yeah, yeah. It's so nice, and it's yes. fun, man. Yeah, and I, not to mention, it saves us a ton of money. A ton. Mm, oh yeah, that's I mean, debatable. I don't even know what ground beef costs. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally don't. It's expensive. That's true. What's hey, going on? New, what's what's this I need a new bow. On? Well, if you get a new bow, I need a new bow. Yeah, that's <laughs> our problem. We do anything. It's twice. that's another good yeah. point to bring up on your guys' dynamic. Oh. dynamic. And, because and when a we're lot of bows. It's one bow. 
and a lot of white too. No, you had kids. Another kids. Another layer to it. So add kids to that, and then watch the big. Okay, let's start with Sam and I on this one-sided conversation over we go to you guys <laughs> well i will say a lot of wives i mean especially if you are struggling financially or just trying to figure it out you know you're like on your way and he's like hey babe i really need this bow it's for my job <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm not saying we're in that situation but i can understand you know it, it costs some money Mm-hmm. To get all the gear and all that stuff, it is it's not just but the. You bow. can also do it for like no money. You can, mm-hmm. but That's... but do people know that? And are they, you know, are they taking the time to research and do all the work that it takes? The industry to... does not cater to that. Sure, I mean, but it's possible. Yeah. yeah, it's there's a lot of people, especially in Pennsylvania. I think, um, like the hunting heritage tradition is very deep. There are a lot of people that just go out like one day a year and they kill a deer. And they use the same gun that their granddaddy gave them. Yeah. And they, one ba- box of ammo lasts them, you know, 10 years. Right. Because they shoot it once. <laughs> the they, don't sight, rusty. they don't even <laughs> sight it in. They just shoot it once a year, kill a deer, and like it's still on, mm-hmm. on close enough, you know? And yeah, if you're doing it that way, sure, it saves you a ton of money. But the way we do it, it doesn't save us any money. <laughs> it well, will. Save it will. Like, process so when you guys get what's the process of your guys's relationship when someone needs a new bow how what like how does it get brought up like rachel needs a new who bow. is this kurt mary mirror rachel that needs a new bow what's rachel needs a new one she goes i'm getting a new bow <laughs> oh okay that's how that goes okay and, and she then she gets a new you. bow yeah okay if i want one i gotta you know i'm thinking about getting a new bow really what's wrong with your old one <laughs> nothing oh okay and then you know, I'll wait a week. It's like a committee. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like a, a, wait a week. You set your case. Let her get a you know a couple glasses of wine. And her, hey, I've been thinking about getting a new bow. You're looking oh, really, really okay. Pretty. What kind do you want now? And then she might ask a couple questions. And then you know by about conversation five, I've almost got her talked into it. And then I, <laughs> well, you should get a new one too. And that's how I really steal the deal. Is if I, was, okay. oh, well, you should get one too. And then then we you both get them, but twice as expensive together. on the bank account. Yeah. So you guys, when you guys get new bows, you get them together? No, not, not at no, the same he's time. He's had usually. a lot more new bows than I have, but who's counting? I would say <laughs> there aren't a lot of good women's bows out there, and I'm too short for the most part to shoot a man's. Bow, also, a good so, point. Yeah, I'm kind of limited in my options here. Okay, so with Drew and Nick, what's your <laughs> like? You need a new bow. The kids need a new bow. This is where this adds another dynamic because it's the kids. The kids yeah. are wanting easy. bows. Wanting this is easy. Babe, Mason needs a new bow. <laughs> Kinsley needs a new bow. Okay, okay. I'm going to get one while they're getting one. I guess that's all right. So uh, I use the kids as a pawn. package deal. Yeah, we, yeah. Can, we get a discount if we buy three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's bow going on bows this yeah. year, honey. Oh, hey, it's, it's family time. Well, it's family time. You're, you're going to look at Mason and tell him he can't have a new bow. That's not happening. <laughs> that's a good yeah. way to. Okay. Well, the other that's side of that is, yeah. Okay, bows are expensive, guns are expensive, ammunition is expensive, but there's a lot of other hobbies out there that are way more expensive that don't fill your freezer. Like team jerseys? Oh, we go there. Wait, we're... Oh, you're doing that too? Yeah. Oh. yeah baseball. Dumb baseball. <laughs> baseball, yes. Yeah. A whole other thing. We, we, um, so we make a hobby out of trying to make it pay for itself, yep. which is a difficult hobby, um, but we're getting... You know, we're making ground on that, but um, it's she's never Drew's never been like, don't spend that money because mm-hmm. if it's if it's 
family time, she's never had a budget. She don't care, you know. Yeah. As long as we got groceries and I'm not spending our grocery money. Which, quick story, there. so we were talking today on the way over here. There was a time when the kids were were young. I don't, I don't babe, do you remember what year this was? Mason was I, probably, it could have been 2007. So this is how understanding she is. So, so let's just say it was 2007 and, and November's rolling around and we live in South Carolina at the time. And I'm like, babe, the rut's coming. I got to go. Like, what you does know? that even mean? And she's like, <laughs> yeah. And she's what are you like, talking about? And she's like, babe, we ain't got no money. Like, and can, I'm like. Can you catch one? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, well, what about that jar of uh, coins over in the corner? She goes, you can take that. I, this is how broke we were. I literally took this giant thing of coins. Like, I guess it was a water jug, wasn't it, babe? Like a Culligan and, jug or something? Yeah, like a Culligan jug. It was like it wasn't it was like half full. I was like, Well, there's gotta be two or three hundred dollars in there, you know? Yeah. And she would be like, Go ahead. Well, not only that, we I stocked you up with vegetable soup. Yeah, so she would prepare yeah. all my meals so I didn't have to spend money while I was out. So the time we're in South Carolina I was traveling to Kansas or Missouri or Iowa, wherever I had a tag at the time. And I'll be like, okay, you guys got enough money in the bank where y'all be fine, like groceries and all the bills are paid. <laughs> I love it. I'll take this jug of coins and go hunt in Kansas. And that's literally what I did. In fact, that jug I'm talking about, I remember having like, I don't know, maybe $200 cash in my wallet. But I didn't want to dip into the family money. <laughs> the so jug. That, yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, oh, like the bank, bank account. account. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So I took the jug, and I'm like, come on, jug. You can get me through this. No, <laughs> I, need to, I need you to last me a week and a half, you know? Yeah. So I get like four days in. The so you just took the whole thing a change. I literally put it in the in the passenger seat and put the seatbelt on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not lying, am I, but He really did. So I love it. I get like... I'm like, I'm not even going to need this jug because I'm going to just eat on what she gave me. So anyways, I get out there, and I'm like four days in. The hunt's not going good. They're on lockdown or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to have to go cash this jug in. So <laughs> I roll up to this bank in Bethany, Missouri. Uh, shout out to the women who worked at this bank. If you can hear me. <laughs> and it's like they all died I after. walk <laughs> in the door of the bank, and I'm out of money. And I got this jug, and I look at this lady, and I'm like, can you? can you cash this out for me? And like, I'll never forget the look on the lady's face. She's like, yeah, sure. We can help you. So me and like three ladies that work at the bank for like two hours are counting out all this cash, you know? Oh my God. And they sat there and did it with me. And I called her up and I was like, babe, I got enough to go another four days. Like, I she, got $200. Yeah. She's oh like, my God. And Drew's like, good. I'm glad for you. And I'm like, she's gonna, I'm thinking, I'm the worst husband on the planet, you know. <laughs> but they didn't have a coin counter? You could just dump that no, baby No, this in? was before that. This was, this was 2007. Well, you're talking Bethany, Missouri, too. Yeah. So, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> That's hilarious. Like, helped me count it all. I think it was like $270. So then I'm like counting pennies and like. It's when gas was cheap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but you, you could do it back home. then. Yeah, so I ended, up, yeah, I ended up tagging out and coming home with meat and, and just feeling like a loser for doing that to my family but the family was fine and she was she's like hey we're good we got groceries and then i go my ass back to work as quickly as possible and get that's a more great money. story and yeah. i'm pretty sure that that's when we learned to process our own meat too because it was like well we have all saving this money saving we money. have all this right here i guess we gotta figure out how to 
ground it. It yeah. was delicious. It was the mm-hmm. best deer meat ever. Yeah. It's a great story. <laughs> so cool. You brought brought home more groceries. You didn't know I have to buy ground beef. Like I don't know what ground beef costs. Mm-mm. I don't either. Couldn't no. Tell I haven't had. You ever go eat at somebody else's house that like cooks with ground beef? And I, I like it. I think it tastes great. But it, I, to me, it ta- mm-hmm. I, smells funny. It's greasy it does on my smell teeth. Funny. So I have some friends that don't hunt, and they love venison. They love and Kim, mm-hmm. and so she's like, we buy this like, you know, grass fed beef, like real expensive, lean beef. She's like, I'll trade you for some venison if you want. And I'm like, well, I'll just give you some venison, you yeah. know, like. And she said, no, no. So she gave us some. And don't get me wrong, thanks, Kim, for giving it to us. But, like, it was so greasy. Yeah. It was so greasy. And I'm like, I don't know. There's just something about – and I know, like, a good se- beef steak, like, is delicious. It so is. So good. Yeah. But, like, my body has become so accustomed to not having that fat in the meat that when I have it, like, sure, it might taste good. But my body doesn't feel good. Feel like loaded yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. There's and there's also something about like the meat that you harvested and you brought to the table, and you know we process ours ourselves it's a too. Fulfillment. It's like it tastes better because you earned it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't know. It's You're, like a mental thing. No, hundred yes. percent. It does. You're part of the process. Yeah. Part of the process. You know what happened from the time you killed it till the time Which, it's on your table. You speak. Know? Yeah. I mean, we're all. I'm. Well, half the table's getting ready to go on an elk hunt right now, which is really exciting. You just got back from an elk hunt. But, like, the best, best tasting meat I've ever had in my life was the back straps, or actually it was tenderloins from my elk, first ever elk, on the side of the mountain in Montana, the night I killed it, over the fire. And I can, still, ta- I can still taste it to this day. Like, right. there's nothing more rewarding. Well, that's like a good point too. Like goes into kind of this relationship thing. Like some of the best memories you'll have is like moments like that that are that come few and far between. Mm-hmm. Not always. Yeah. Once a year, if you're lucky. But like cooking it on the mountain in yeah. that situation, like this the scenario you just had with your son killing that his first was that his first bull elk with a bow. First bull, yep. Ever right? So mm-hmm. like that type of thing. Like if you could, did you guys cook that on the mountain? No, but we've already Drew cooked uh, elk steaks for us as soon as we got home, and we've already experienced that. Mm-hmm. See, it's amazing. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. those types of things are so wholesome and honest and clean and just natural that you're kind of like robbing yourself of that or your significant other if you're like somehow protesting mm-hmm. but anything that has we, to do with that. How do we speak to the women? And it could be men too, but how do we speak to the women who just don't like it? There's That's so many, you know. My wife won't eat the meat. I'm too harsh to probably. So then say you can't. Anything. Then you can't sell that idea. Mm-hmm. That's a great point, Sam. To me, if I think it's all meat care from the time you kill it till the time it's on your table. Mm. You drive around with it in the back of your truck for two weeks, showing mm-hmm. every Tom, Dick, and Harry your buck you killed. It's not going to taste that good. Okay, okay, but there is some women. It's and, a mental thing. Yep. It's a mental like, thing. That's yeah. Bambi. I'm not eating Bambi. It's a mental yeah. thing. God damn you, Walt it. Disney. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I no, it is. I, I think it's a mental thing. It 100% is. And but that's it's like, fine. Where you, does it break? Because there is. But if it's epic refusal of, I mean, we can get really it's deep like into spite. this. It's like spite. If it's just like refusal of, it's Bambi. Mm-hmm. 
than stop and think about the cows that are hanging upside down at Tyson right. like mm-hmm. an hour away from us. You like know, like, or the deer that are them. rotting on the road because they got hit by cars because there aren't enough hunters to manage the population and now you get hit by a car and now your car insurance goes up and that that, car, that deer goes to waste. And like, yeah. You yeah. know? Or how about just know that your man like went out and harvested yeah. that and brought it home to you yeah. so that you could be fed. Right. <laughs> like, Suck yeah. it up. But, like Drew said. But okay, like, <laughs> That's pretty much what you said, right? I mean, kind of. <laughs> be it's, a woman. Figure it out. <laughs> Add some seasoning to that. I just put yeah. words in her mouth. 100%. <laughs> I'll say that. Suck it up. Like, okay. Eat it. Like your man just went out and provided for you. Mm-hmm. Like, well, have, I, have some respect and decency and Figure out how to cook it. Like, talk to women like us that, that sure. know how to cook it. Talk to, to men that know how to cook it. Like, you can make venison taste so good. We have figured it out. Like, mm-hmm. and well, yeah, so if you've good. tried it before and you don't like it, try it again. Yes, yeah. you know, Do try, try again. Like. It's how it's Three prepared. Three more times, almost four more times. Always, it's how it's prepared. Almost always, I'll say with confidence. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've had deer meat cooked by other people mm-hmm. who aren't as avid as hunters and don't cook it as often. I'm like, yo, bro. I would you, hate it too. You cook it like a half hour or less. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got the elk steak thing down to a science. Now it's how you eat it. I like my steak rare, medium rare when it comes to wild game because you know where it's been. Mm-hmm. You don't have got 100 dudes in a packing plant touching it with dirty mm-hmm. knives and, you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. But, yeah, that's a good point. Also, too, you want to have your husband or significant other that killed the, a buck of his season have sex with them the same night. <laughs> We're talking oh, wow. about the best night of that dude's year. <laughs> Do him a favor. Make him feel like the like like daddy, the like, king of kings, man. I don't think that's a good selling point. That's a great <laughs> selling point. Great point. Like point. Yeah. Great Come point. on, Andy. Great Some point. Great. Most I think all the wives just turned the podcast yeah, off. No. I'm standing my ground, boys. Back me up. Back no, me up. I'm going to back you up right now. Some of the most romantic nights of mine and Drew's life is when I return home from elk camp. Amen. Two, Amen. Two weeks Amen. in the wilderness, pent up aggression, <laughs> testosterone, testosterone, manliness, manliness, smelling great. You know. Yes. Yeah. And then after all that, probably the best sleep that both of you have had. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's like your man's home. Everything's right in your world. He brought meat home. He succeeded. He conquered. And then, you know, that happened, and then you sleep. <laughs> well, and the, awesome. So to touch yes. on something Drew said earlier, she's like, well, celebrate what your man did. Well, I get more fulfillment out of watching her prepare something that I brought home. So, like, it's not that I went and did something great. We're doing it great as a family. And when I right. watch her prepare a meal for our family that, that I went out and kept, so I'm like, you know, I don't think I did anything special. She did the hard work. Like, what I did was fun, and then I bring it home and – She's making sacrifices with her time to enjoy something that I love, and and I watch her do that, and it's like, oh, Andy, Andy that's my to... that's my woman, you know. Mm-hmm. So it gives me an, another sense of fulfillment, and then, you know, my kids are watching this, and I just feel like everybody's learning the cycle of life, how a natural family is supposed to exist. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you For can't sure. get that eating a burger wherever i don't want to say any names because we're on a podcast but (laughs) if you just get in a fast food burger somewhere you don't get that same feeling from that you're not watching your like i watch my woman and her element in the kitchen um you know women may say this is sexy because well drew loves to cook right and and but i hated i hated preparing deer meat in the beginning but anyway right so like to watch how did you learn sorry to interrupt you how did you learn to like it 
Just practice. The exact same things that I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. I loved him so much, and I loved watching him do, and it was like, okay, well, if he's bringing all of this to the table, I'm going to figure out how to make it taste good and mm-hmm. feed our family, and and that's, you know, what you're saying is that's the part that you like. Yeah, and it, so mm-hmm. to watch her, you know, do her part of it, it's like, geez. That's my woman, baby. <laughs> Look at that. Get a bite of that. Look at that apron. <laughs> Just the apron. And, yeah. and to answer you, we actually figured it out together. Yeah. I mean, we both yeah. just kind of dug in and did a little bit of research. And We have two. Yeah, yeah we've we've worked on it over Because we've years. been... How old were you guys when you guys met? This is a fun conversation. Maybe maybe not. You don't have to say your age. He was 27. I was 24. Mm-hmm. Cool. Then how old were you guys? Rachel and Andrew. Probably what? Eight and six. No, we met. We met when we were children. After we eighteen, started <laughs> dating at thirty. Yeah, yeah, today's seven years exactly. Happy anniversary! And I was thirty years old, and I'm thirty-seven. Thank you. But I would say, you know, to your point, a burger at any restaurant is a burger. You pay for it, you eat it, it's delicious, it's gone. But every time we eat a burger at home or any meal from venison, like we, well, when we process it, we label what deer it was or what animal it was so i know when i'm cooking it hey remember that dough you killed Andy's dough. you know like <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And, daddy's yeah. <laughs> and it's like we re- we relive label it daddy and mommy yeah <laughs> Perfect. Sorry. I'm, Way to ruin my I'm, point. I'm yeah. this dark. <laughs> I love it. But like, Try to make it lighthearted. When yeah. we have dinner, we relive that hunt, and it's a, a meaningful dinner. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I don't know. It's just a different uh, experience. No, yeah, I, yeah, 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 for sure. It's a, it, it provides a whole other element to the family aspect, yeah. you know. And But I like, I kind of like how we touched on that. I think yeah. in my head, when I'm thinking about who's listening to this, of course, Everyone's just going to listen to listen whatever that already listens to our stuff. But I'm picturing the relationships that like what are all the toxic anti hunting traits in a relationship. And I don't know if that's the right mindset. But the whole time I'm thinking like when you brought up the meat thing, which is a great topic because it's the other half of this whole thing. You go hunting, then what? Yeah. After you know, and there's a lot of women who just and and men even like you know don't hang around me. But the men out there is like they just like despise like that type of lifestyle, whatever. Um, I can't wrap my head around it, but it's real. It's good conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, well, and I'm trying to think like what we haven't covered. That's a real thing. Well, to circle back to like our kids being really young. So our oldest is four now, and she'll go to daycare and be like, "We ate mountain lion." You know, like mm-hmm. my dad's going on an elk hunt, so I'll come to pick her up, and the daycare lady they live in what we would be more of like a cities. city yeah, area. You know, so. They are far removed from hunting, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'll come pick her up and she has a story for me, you know? And I'm always like, oh, God. I'm like, what is she telling these kids? But it's like. Dad has a neck tattoo and he kills mountain lions. <laughs> like, ah. We ate it for dinner last yeah, night. What the hell? He's a real redneck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is, it is um, really cool to watch our kids enjoy a meal. If it's. For sure. We bear mountain lion or deer obviously all the time but they mm-hmm. know 
mm-hmm. and they're they're yeah. very young. Mm-hmm. You know, Isla May when she first started eating like food, I remember she just loved meat and it was always the deer meat. She told me today at our lunch date before you showed up that elk is her favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> smart girl. Yeah, elk meat's my favorite, Dad. I, you're gonna kill a big elk next week. Yes. Yeah, she told me. <laughs> I mean, you're already. You're right, they haven't been in. In the woods with you hunting. I mean, obviously they've been involved in the Can other. I bragging our kid aspects. really fast. Yeah. yeah. I just want to play this. Do it. Bugle. She's so oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to get her to go with us. Oh, here. Girl's talented. Oh, here. She is. What was that? Oh, here. I got it on my. <laughs> what was that? That's ink. Good job. Me nuts. So that's Iomay's elk bugle. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. I've elk hunted for 25 years, and that is yeah, that's a really good bugle. Look, I'm not even saying that because that's your daughter. Like that is excellent. <laughs> I, I know. I'm watching. I'm like, I need to keep you doing that so you like keep up with that. I'm like, I can't do that. I showed Todd that. Todd's like, what? And I'm like, I don't, dude. We were just watching Elko 101 on YouTube, just getting pumped up, mm-hmm. and she just like. And I, mind you, she's the girliest of girls. Oh yeah. Like yeah. somehow that. Happened. We to keep us that. I keep that bugle tube in her room. Yeah, she it's just her would toy. Do that, and then she just goes and gets it while we're watching it, and just. Mm-hmm. And she it always up. has, you know, since she was super little. So yeah. I think, even though they haven't been in the woods with you yet, actually hunting, they've been involved in the food plots and the checking cams and yeah, eating sure. it, obviously. So you really start to instill this lifestyle into the kids at a young age without them thinking about it. It's just like part of the, it's a mm-hmm. lifestyle. That's mm-hmm. the easiest. And to me, that's amazing. To other women or and or men, they may not like that. I just know a like, lot oh, of dudes. I would never let my daughter know about that. Yeah, you know, like, and, yeah. That's or like a be around dead deer. Like when we kill deer and we come back and put them in the truck or the side by side. I let the kids go in there and climb around. On One time, Isla May had a friend staying the night in their Ford. Oh yeah, I was kind of worried I was about like, this. Oh my gosh! Like he comes home with. Uh, Dead deer. It was yours, right? <laughs> it was my yeah, I killed on the Yeah, phone. and her friends over, and they like obviously I, the man, Clyde are up in they the were... truck. They're holding the antlers, and this little girl wants to know, like, oh, are her parents gonna like what's gonna happen? You yeah, know? City, city kid. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Know, I was like, I don't know, if that's all right or not, but uh, I think it's gonna crazy. have to be. <laughs> but on the same token, I was like, yeah, we'll we'll introduce her a little bit to what this is like, and um, we do it tactfully. You know, you're always yeah, yeah it's always clean. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting. It's fun. It is, yeah. We I love think it. So. <laughs> I'm hoping, you know, if my kids don't hunt when they get older, that's fine. They don't have to, but I'm looking forward to what you're going through, Nick, with like going out with your boy on an elk hunt out west, like struggling through it, watch him kill a bull, that type of shit. Well, so like <clears throat> Mason and Kinsley. So Kinsley's our middle daughter. Mason's our youngest child, our son. And then we have an oldest daughter, Kaylin. Kaylin could care less about hunting, mm-hmm. but she enjoys it the same way we enjoy it. Like she, she loves to eat deer meat, elk meat. Yeah. She's still um, part of it. Yeah. She is a, just as much a part of it as the ones of us that go out and get it. Like what I was talking about with Drew in the kitchen earlier. Like it's the, oh man, the structure of your family communal existence. Uh, my, I, I'm, my vocabulary sucks, but. That was um, pretty damn good, dude. <laughs> right. So, I'm impressed. Like, it, uh, the entire... So, even people who don't understand hunting or don't like hunting, if they were to ever experience there's something down deep inside them that's going to be like, 
Yeah, this feels pretty natural. Well, mm-hmm. it's our innate being, right? right? And I think that's what's so cool about the hunt- hunting as a passion, too. Yep. It's just, it's within all of us, really. Yeah, there's something Don't there for... Don't come at me. <laughs> I, I agree with you. There's something there for everybody. And I, I don't sure. think people realize that a lot, but... You know, Drew don't Drew don't care any anything about the taking. You know, but she'll help me process the meat and what we've worked out over the years. The the best way to make the meat taste good. Like we have people come over and they they have no idea they were eating deer. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, mm-hmm. and we've worked on. You know, we've had some, we've screwed it up, and then you know we've just we've done it for so long that you know we never have anybody say that it's not delicious. Mm-hmm. So uh, when I hear people say, you know. We're, turn their nose up at venison i'm like yeah you just ain't had it done right right Mm -hmm. and then all the qualities that you just can't get better family time in my opinion and i think it taps into everybody's instinct even when they don't realize it like the comfort they feel whenever like what you were talking about just being on the mountain and Mm -hmm. eating food that that you took versus you know like a factory situation Mm -hmm. like how different commercial food is taken it's like yeah, you're just not understanding. You're not. You're missing the point. You know. And Drew's always been good about being open minded to it, it, as far as being a city girl. Like confused at times, but trusted the process. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's well, so honest. <laughs> very, very confused. Very confused. But you know, whenever we had young kids, I remember asking you, like, we're going to have Mason hunt, right? You know, and you were like, only if he wants to. That's right. Mm-hmm. Only if he yeah. wants to fish yeah. and only if he wants to hunt. Like, I'm never going to force this on him. And I remember, like, if I put myself back then when they were kids and being married to such an outdoorsman and raising kids, I would have never known that it would have morphed into such a lifestyle for us. And I would tell any, you know, wife, significant other that's listening, like, it, it's such a fulfilling, wholesome lifestyle, especially if you're with someone that you're thinking about having kids with and doing life with and having a family with, you know, what it can turn into is just something so beautiful and earthy, you know, (laughs) right amount of hippie. (laughs) Same thing for the husbands. So this ain't, I don't think this is a podcast where the husband should force their wives to like this. No, no. Yeah. So I would say to the husbands, like we're, we're, we're doing this podcast kind of like giving women advice, but I would say to men, you know, you got to be patient with your women too. Mm-hmm. You know, let her enjoy it the way she wants to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You got to be open minded, just like you're asking her to be open minded, right? Um, so it's a, you know, I, in my mind, it's a fifty-fifty two-way street, and don't just be like, "See, babe, these women get it." Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes time. Road. That will yeah. backfire. Road, of course. Yeah. Come if, easy. if you want your woman to get it, well, then you have a responsibility to show her. That's true. What's good about it and what's not good about mm-hmm. it. Very right? fair. And yeah. let her enjoy it the way she wants to enjoy it, and then be open-minded to that. Because Drew don't want to hunt. I'm like, what? Why do you not want to shoot something? But I <laughs> do, yeah, yeah. But I do want to be included. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, just, somehow yeah, included. Yes, yep. just include include your woman, mm-hmm. include your significant That's a other. Great woman, somehow way to put that. Yeah. Like the way you guys put, like, mm-hmm. like yeah, a good example is like you know about all the deer I'm hunting. Like, yeah, when I killed right. creepy, that was the buck. That was like the first buck I had like history and followed and killed yeah, and pulled off. Like cool. I called you and said I just shot creepy. You knew about creepy. Yeah, you're with your mom. Your mom knew about creepy. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, like buck I called spelled C R. IPI. Yeah. <laughs> for the record. But anyway. It was a little creepy. <laughs> yeah, but like you you had no pursuit in that animal, but you knew the whole build up and how passionate I, will I was say, and like you were included. For me, and it sounds like the same trajectory for Drew, 
it was helpful for me to get into the woods. I did have the intention to hunt. Like I had a bow. I was sighted in. I, I like shooting my bow. I actually do enjoy that portion of it. And I I will continue to do that. But for me, um, sitting in a tree stand, <laughs> just having those experiences. I'm laughing because it's like, the first one I sat in was like horrifying. Yeah, we the wolves pretty hard. Horrifying. That's my fault. Yeah, <laughs> so high up. And uh, anyway... But those experiences, I what I learned through those that I don't want to shoot a deer, and um, but I also get you know walking behind him in the woods. You just learn what it's like. Mm-hmm. You learn he's not just out there trudging around texting you all night long on his phone. Like he ha- he can't have his phone out. Why? Well, I was there, and I know why. You know, so that has been helpful for mm-hmm. me. So even if you don't have the intention of hunting, I still think it's. I I love sitting in nature and I still enjoyed being out there and just it, it gives you a different understanding of what hunting's like and mm-hmm. why you guys have to do all the preparing that you have to do, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why you have to talk about it all the time and why there's there's so much strategy that goes into it, you know. I think it's the same thing with like getting kids involved like before maybe they're not ready to hunt, but like our, you know, we don't have kids, but we take our niece and stuff, like walk through the woods and you're saying, okay, see how the tops of this has have been browsed off or see how, um, you know, there's tracks here or there's this rub on this tree or this, like learning about this type of tree produces this type yeah. of nut or apple right. or whatever. And like they learn so much and they put the pieces together and figure out like, yes, cool, I can figure this. It's like a puzzle, right? And I think that gets them a little bit more interested but at least seeing it's not just like they're just going out in the woods and right. willy-nilly doing whatever, yeah. you know. There's yeah. a, a method to it, and that's why it takes time, not just during your season, but, like, that's why your boyfriend or your husband might be away during the summer also trying to learn and scout and do all these yeah. things. It's right. They're not just trying to get away from you. Like, right. you, you have to do all these. It's all part of the process. Yeah. For sure. I mean, here, sit in a tree stand and watch the sunrise, mm-hmm. and you are, like, mm-hmm. one with the animals around mm-hmm. you, and they mm-hmm. don't know you, you're you there, mm-hmm. and you can just hear the squirrels and hear the coyotes, and mm-hmm. it's just a really cool experience, mm-hmm. and I'm not interested in taking a deer, you know? Yeah. So there's something to be said about just experiencing that and having that, that understanding, too. I never gave you grief about that. Well, I gave you a little bit of shit when you, like, passed sure like, oh, my <laughs> But but I didn't not innocent. No. I didn't like legitimately no. hound you about it. Like I wasn't like, what the hell, you know? No, like, I could I could just take yeah I could take it as it was, and I never felt pressure that it was. More, I it was more me questioning like, you sure? Are you sure? Like you yeah. You know you had an opportunity. You did. You did have an opportunity. You you didn't want to shoot it. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> and then yeah, I and then sitting with you, we had another opportunity on the lease. We had a few yeah, years. Yeah, she was entirely too close. And, yeah, this this doe was like. <laughs> Eating. I can see like the gray in her face of like <laughs> she's eating, you know, bulbs out of the food plot, you know. It was like, cool. And I'm like, there you go, draw. No, think- she she looks too young. I'm like, she's not too young. Shoot her. That wasn't yeah, that was another she's concern I had. <laughs> I had yeah. a huge concern that Kurt would put me on to an immature animal knowing that I was new and I didn't I mean, I'm around a, a mature animal killer. I did not want to kill an immature animal. Mm-hmm. I did not want to kill a young buck. And it was like, I just think you've instilled it in me. But I 
I also logistically understand that that's where you start mm-hmm. and that's okay. But I, for me, I was just so hesitant. Yeah. After that. seeing that, I'm just like, all right, yeah, this isn't like the killing part of it's not for you. Yeah. That's fine. That's but okay. That's okay. Yeah. That's but you thing. tried it. Like, I like that you try. I like that you gave her the opportunity and you tried it and decided that for yourself. You know, yeah, like, I think true. that there are guys out there that would never even want to try to take because it's a hassle. It's, it's like I have to teach you something. I have to, you know, like when we first started dating, he's like, honestly, I never thought I would date a hunter because I'm selfish with my time and my time in the woods is my time in the woods. And <laughs> I don't want to have to teach somebody something. But like I had hunted well before him. So yeah. he didn't really have to teach me. I mean, he taught me about bows a lot because he's worked on bows his whole life. But like, you know, I think that there's a lot of men out there that wouldn't take the time. And, and so like, if your girlfriend or wife or whatever is remotely interested, like do that, you know, like mm-hmm. just see yeah. teacher, take her. Maybe it doesn't end up being anything, but at least you tried, you know, well, it's going to work out to your benefit. Either she gets into hunting and you go together and it's great or you go separately, but you guys share the same passion or she gets the process, like in my case, and just doesn't care for the killing of it, but mm-hmm. like understands the process, respects it, wants to cook meat and mm-hmm. it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting close to the end of our time <laughs> in this episode. Can keep the deer cast. I try to keep as lunch break friendly as possible for you guys working hard out there. Shout out to you. Um, I did want to give a big shout out this episode. We're going to dedicate to Louise Shockey. Um, rest in peace. We're thinking about the Shockey family. Um, they are like the epitome of what a hunting couple is. I think in all of our opinion, they are like the mm-hmm. OG hunting couple. Royalty. Hunting royalty. Hunting royalty. She is one of the like iconic voices, actually, of my childhood and like hunt consuming hunting content. Like, you know, her voice in the mm-hmm. Shocky hunting show and like what they represent and mm-hmm. and all that. So us sitting here doing like a couple style hunting podcast. Mm-hmm. We wanted to dedicate this episode to her, mm-hmm. whether or not she would. I, I just wonder what she would have said, <laughs> mm, <laughs> but yeah, right. um, we probably could have learned some shit. Um, yes. What a bad lady right there. Like mm-hmm. a bad. Boss. I mean, bad is in good boss, mm-hmm. a boss, babe, for mm-hmm. real, like, <laughs> the real life, one. the real life one. <laughs> um, so think about the Shockey family. I think this is a perfect episode to kind of like give them a shout out on, you know, they instilled like the whole hunting lifestyle to the craziest degree. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate you guys joining really me on this whole thing, but being here together and, and spending time with you guys has been, been a blast. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. Any thoughts on the episode? How would you guys feel about it? <clears throat> I thought it went pretty well. I didn't think I got in any trouble, right? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. we're pretty uh, we're pretty easy on yeah. each other, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, I'll do a wives yeah. podcast soon. Yeah. No <laughs> what well, we should do is postseason instead of yeah. preseason. Okay. I think we'll do a check in. Tensions will be a little yeah. higher. We'll do a check in. Let me get on bad. on November seventeenth, and I'll tell yeah. you how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. You know. See my husband in two weeks. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. October, November, tough. I told my boss. Oh, not my. I told Todd today, just joking around, you know. I think Todd's a homie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he said, one of my coworkers said, make sure you have some good advice for the hunters out there. I'm like, I have none of that, but I have advice as a wife, you know, just expectations are on the floor. Because <laughs> Todd said, well, he has you trained well. It's like, well, no, I just, I know what to expect now, you know. You're seasoned. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
But for us, preseason's worse because I'm gone. Like like last night, I was on the tractor fertilizing until one thirty in the morning. Oh my gosh! I'm wearing the same clothes for three days. Hell yeah! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. He's so respectful. He's like, I wear the same clothes so that you don't have to do as much laundry. Right. I'm like, you don't have to do <laughs> driving that. a tractor is like my favorite. You should learn to drive a tractor. It's okay. so fun and therapeutic. Amen. Drive Amen. the tractor. Okay, it's we the call best. Tractor therapy. Listen, tractor don't therapy. unlock our coat. Yes. you're ruining. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> that's part of the best part. I actually lot like. Food plot season and driving the tractor is so much fun. Yeah. I'll pull up yeah. in front of the house and like start revving it up until she looks out the window and I'll be like, hey, babe, you see my tractor? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> so hot. It's so hot. All the time. <laughs> Hell, Hell for, yeah. For, for the record, there's no preseason season, yeah. postseason. It's, it's, a it's year round and, yes. I w- and I live for it and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful to be married to a real man. That's great. That introduced me to all this because it's been extremely fulfilling. So you want a man that can kill some stuff for you and build a fire. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah, I don't want a man who can't and protect also me. Break someone's skull if they need to. Right? Oh, Come gosh. on, ladies. Oh, yeah, yeah. If we need to. Right. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Randy at the MFA yesterday. I almost cracked his skull. <laughs> <laughs> Got it coming, buddy. Over, over some damn fertilizer. Man. That's right, Randy. That's right, Randy. You got it coming, Randy. Watch your ass. Hey, we we have a target buck this year named Randy. Oh, we're gonna kill him just for you yep. now. Yeah, he's going down. Please yep. send a picture. Let Please. me know when he's dead. It's yeah. <laughs> hilarious. Well, thank you guys, Drew. Where can people can people order baked goods from you? All your goodies. Yes. Well, well, plug it away, girl. No. Uh, no. Best cinnamon rolls. <laughs> it's local. Local. He's, he's local. got a lot of followers. Okay. Really good. Local only. Cinnamon rolls and chocolate chips. The best around. The best well, how around. Can we, oh, where do they? Facebook page? Facebook page. Local to Northern Missouri. Get, they're shout the best, it out. right? They Give are us the a best. plug. Where do, they are the best. They are really good cinnamon Drew rolls. Drew Morris on Facebook. I don't know. Or... Is it Mason and Nick Morris underscore D-O-D on Instagram? Because my husband at 46 years old just now got I'm on, the internet. on the Instagram. And so you yep. can order through him if you want. Yep. Mason and Nick Morris <laughs> underscore D-O-D. I don't like this idea. I like it. Yeah. Give him a shout out. He needs it. I Follow support him. you, babe. A follower. Just like you support me. Support <laughs> we'll put Instagram links in the uh, episode description as well as Rachel and Andy's. You guys need a couple's Instagram. Yes. No. Yeah, uh-huh. take care of her. Okay, here's Team the... Team Booshack. Also, okay, whenever I see someone with a couple's Instagram, someone got in big trouble probably, probably <laughs> someone cheated we should probably start a new podcast now yeah. <laughs> all right. I don't to say about that addition to rachel goes off join accounts <laughs> join accounts are unless it's with your son that's yeah beautiful. oh yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah it's different that's beautiful well guys thank you so much thank this was you. fun sam how do you feel about me rachel's on the phone causing noise i feel oh, I'm sorry. about you i feel great okay let's check <laughs> I thought it was great. This was fun. I think she's yeah. extremely supportive. All right. 100%. Yep. Men support your women. Women support your men. I think we men. all got really lucky. Oh. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Ladies. We all did. We did. Hey, you know what the saying as we close this podcast out? You can't kill big bucks if, if your, your wife, wife sucks. <laughs> you know what to do. Go shoot a giant. We love you. Thank you for 100 episodes. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>